welcome back to Therefore Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Martin, and uh, my co-host, Judy Mustaine, over here. And we have had a whirlwind of a month, and today we are talking about really kind of the power of words mm-hmm. and um, how that can lead to blessing and or not, I guess. I was reading through and uh, just trying to look up some verses about words because there's so many. I mean, that seems like a silly thing to to look for words in the Bible, but there's a lot about the tongue. So in Proverbs, actually a lot of them in Proverbs, says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit, which doesn't sound all that encouraging. (laughs) And Proverbs 18 again, a person's words can be life-giving water. So yeah, power of words. Well, I think sometimes we don't realize how much we can help or hurt somebody with our words and how our words affect our future, how they affect our own bodies, that sometimes we say things in jest, thinking that it's just, that we're just teasing and we're not really teasing at all. And I think we can be more detrimental to ourselves as well as other people, like our children, people we're around, our friends, our family, our spouses, even about our jobs and our ministry. And we can be flippant with the things that we say. And I always tell people, if you don't like where you are, change what you say. I like that. And we were just talking about this right before we pushed the record button here. From the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And wow. I mean, of course, if you want to change where you are, change what you say. Because that means you're changing your heart. Yeah. We have to be so careful what we think on. I mean, really, we need to think about what we're thinking about. I need a filter to filter what I need to filter. (laughs) When I was thinking about all of this, it kept coming back to me like, don't underestimate the power of words. Yeah. Because Satan doesn't. Thank you. That was good. He doesn't. He will do anything to get you to speak negatively about your life, to speak lies about your life. Well, he wants you to agree with him. Right. Yeah. I mean, which is. Thank you. I mean, he wants you to agree and come into, I always say, come into agreement with the wrong kingdom. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. He wants you to say what he's saying about you. You know, in a war, we wouldn't come into agreement with the enemy. We wouldn't do what he's doing or say what he's saying but we do right in our spiritual aspects of our life i mean we say things about ourselves that the lord does not say we say things about our kids that he does not say Uh, we say things about our spouses about our job about our life in general about our bodies and you know we're very hard on ourselves always about how we look about how we think about everything and there's nothing about that that the lord has said anything about that to me is agreeing with the wrong kingdom about ourselves and about the things and the people in our life, which we should not be doing. You're true. It's not, it's not biblical at all. And yet we do it. Right. We agree with it and we think about it and we come into agreement with those things and then it gets in our heart, you know, and then the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Ouch. You know, it can be as easy, I think, as singing along with some of the songs that you hear on the radio. Full disclosure here, one stupid song that I love for my teenage years is the worst song ever, ever. Like, and not because of like words, you know, when people are thinking it's it's a bad song, it has like curse words, if that's not it. I don't think there are any in there at all. It's just the content is horrible. So much so that I was listening to it one time and my daughter was like four or five. And she was like, mom, that's a bad song. And like she would not 
let me listen to it in peace. Like if I started singing along with it, she'd be like, no, mom. Like she totally called me out on it. She's 14 now. She's still calling me out on things. But <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it was that bad of a song, but it was just like, it, it's quote unquote catchy tune. Yeah. Well, that catchy tune has. Well, because the enemy wants us to, to release that. Right. Not even you think know, about it. Yeah. You know, and I always think it's on the flip side. I always thought it was kind of intriguing and ingenious of the Lord to um, put in the hearts of worship leaders songs. Right. Because, you know, they're going to write things, you know, just like Yeshua, you know, and at the beginning of that, it says, you know, my beloved is, yes. you know, and I think I would much prob- scripture do I know because it's in a, right? it's in a song. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I wouldn't probably just walk around saying my beloved is the most beautiful. <laughs> right. you know, it's not something I would say, but the Lord's like, I really like that. And I really want a lot of people to say that to me. So I'm going to put it with a melody line and I'm going to get like thousands of people. You're just going to sing it to release this to me. Isn't that cool? Well, and I think it goes back to some of that when we look at it, like on your flip side there, you know, if we don't praise him, the rocks and the trees will cry out and sing it up to him. Why let them do it? I was thinking about how I have always prayed for my daughter and and for myself even for a a semester in college. This was like my my thing to guard my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. But David asked God to guard his mouth. mouth put a guard over his mouth. And if you read that, like that whole passage, it really is about David realized there's this like two-facedness of the tongue, of the mouth. And so he didn't want the same mouth that is praising God to be the same mouth that is spewing hatred and and death to people. And, you know, we kind of say it jokingly a lot, like you kiss your mama with that mouth. But yeah, do you really? I mean, like you, are you praising your God with that mouth? Because- what else are you saying? I, I think we have to be so careful with the things that come out of our mouth. You know, um, when I was walking through some of the harder times in my life, I can remember one time saying, nothing good ever happens to me. I can remember where I was at in my house. When, it was one of those moments. Girl, I had the ministry <laughs> of slap come right up against me. I'm <laughs> telling great. you, it was, it was amazing. And the Lord was like, he said, I do not ever want to hear you say that again. He said, from this point forward, I want you to say great things happened to me and my family. Great, amazing, wonderful, powerful, unbelievably great things happened to me and my family each and every day. Little did I know that that's a scripture. Psalms 126, <laughs> three for the Lord has done great things for me and I am filled with joy. And it become kind of the, the mantra of our home to the point that I would like yell through the house and I would say, boys, great things. And they would say, happen to me each and every day. Great, oh, amazing, wonderful, powerful, <laughs> unbelievably great things. And and it just became something that was a part of our life and a part of our family. And we just began really, if you want to take it this way, we began to prophesy our future mm-hmm. that great things happen because we come into alignment and agreement with what the Lord said about our life. I, a couple of years ago, sat through a training um, for, for work, but the book that I had to read was M.K. Mueller's Eight to Great, I think is what it's called, maybe Eight to Great. But one of the steps in there, one of those eight steps was gratitudes, speaking your gratitudes, acknowledging them. And for the longest time, we haven't done it in a while. Maybe I should restart that for our journey to school every morning now. But my daughter and I would just, in the car on the way to school every morning, we would go three gratitudes and you can't repeat them. Like, so I can't say the same thing every day and I can't say what you say. So 
what's your, you know, what are your gratitudes for today? And, you know, it could be simple things. I got my homework done last night, or I really liked what I had for breakfast this morning, or it could be the big things, you know, I'm talking to this person at school or whatever, you know, whatever it is, but starting the, that day with gratitudes, which is so funny because that's such a, that's kind of a worldly thing, really. I mean, that's part of that whole mental health piece that we, I don't, I shouldn't say mental health piece. It's that, what's the word? Self-care that self-care piece that that keeps being spoken out over all of us. But it just changes your mindset for the day if you're mm-hmm. starting by looking for the the good. When the I gratitudes. think you said it so right, it, it changes our perspective, right. you know, and our perspective changes our thoughts, which changes our words. Right. And, you know, I believe that many of the things that we walk through, if we would just change our perspective, you know, and our attitude, and like you said, having an attitude of gratitude, that will shift our day. It'll shift our future. Um, it'll change everything about our world if we will do that. Yeah. You know, it's um, in Proverbs, I think it's 18, Proverbs 18, it talks about how the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And you know what's funny about a name? people speak it. doesn't matter if it's your name, if nobody's calling you that. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And it's just crazy to me that like he, he provides this big, huge defense for us. Also these blessings that he, he pours out over us and, and covers us with. And that's what we get from his, his name, just his name. That's incredible. It's, it's almost like not like his name's a charm. Like I can't just dangle it out there right. like a rabbit foot type thing and say, this is going to to do something for me. But it's a declaration of his it character is. and of his person, who he is and and all that he stands for. And it's just an amazing. Well, and how many times have we been walking through something and we can just speak the name of Jesus? Just literally, that's it. Just speak the name of Jesus and feel that you know, we can feel that he's our strong tower, that he's our bridge over troubled waters, that he's you know, he's our counselor, he's our waymaker, he's everything that we could ever need him to be in in one name. And there's no other name. No. And the, there's the no, there's there's no other, no other name. name. No other name. Did you know that in that place in Proverbs, it's the only place in Proverbs that that line, the the name of the Lord is found only in that one verse in Proverbs. And it's just crazy because that, the name of the Lord, is really significant of all the other attributes of him. And so many times, like you're right, like we rely on him for everything. I mean, truly everything. But sometimes we don't know what to what to pray for, yeah. what to speak for, like, you, you know, what we're asking for. We don't know sometimes. And that's that, that Holy Spirit, you know, the mediator part of him that gets to kind of translate all of that into these moans and groans that that God understands. That's it. That's it. And he says that he makes intercession. He said, I know exactly what to pray. I know what's going right. on. Um, and I rely on that sometimes. Like I am so dependent on that oh my when gosh. the words won't come. That's it. Well, you know, and we should. Right. We should. I mean, it's like having this wonderful transitional tool that nobody wants to use. You know, this, I mean, he's, I mean, think about it. When the Lord stands in the gap for you. Right. Really? I think we're going to win. You know what I'm saying? We are going to. It's going to be okay. I'm saying. I mean, when the Lord stands in the gap for you. Yes. Wow. You know, the Bible says that he prays for us. I think we can handle like 
anything that comes at us when the Lord prays for us, he's kind of incredible. No kidding. He's, he's he kind of blows my mind. Us, he's right? like, I'm not, I mean, he doesn't even say, I'm totally not praying for you. Right. You're, you're on your own. He's like, no, I got this. I got this. I got you. Anything that you need me to be, I am. Right. Ask me, I'm there. Matter of fact, by the way, I'm going to be praying for you. I mean, even when he knew, you know, that when he was talking to Peter, he said, look, this is going to happen. He said, but I pray that your faith not fail you. He said, I know that you're going to mess up and you might not do everything right. And you're probably going to make some decisions that you wish you wouldn't. He said, but I'm praying that your faith not fail you in the midst of it all. He said, I'm praying for you. Like you don't even have to worry. Imagine knowing that the King of Kings. Yes. Is praying. Is making declarations. <laughs> yes. And that's what that is. Yeah. I mean, that is declarations. Um, in First Peter um, chapter 5, it says, uh, we've, we were talking about the, the power of words and kind of that power of blessing and the importance of the way you speak things and, and the blessing part. So here's what I've loved in my research of this. Because you know, when we first started talking about this, I wasn't necessarily like I guess my definitions weren't in alignment with yours. So I wasn't really sure where we were going with this. But through the research of it, it, it clicked for me. So the power of blessing, right? So First Peter 5, he says, may the, God of, may the God of grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you, know, you have suffered, make you perfect, complete, establish, strengthen, settle, and make solid, or settle you. So May the God of grace. It's almost like every time you hear those may the God statements, may the God of all grace do this for you. It's in so many different passages. And I just jotted down a few here. Romans chapter 15, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other each other that Christ Jesus had. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement do that for you. Romans chapter 15, later on, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. May he give you the desires of heart and make your plans succeed. It comes from Psalms. What, and then in Ephesians, it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious father, give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Blessings are all through it. I mean, I kept going through this. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, um, and now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may, you know, just all these things of may the God, may the God, may the God. That's all just blessing. It is. It's just big, like theological words. Really not. For speaking well. Right. Yeah. Over. Like, great. You said it in a very nice way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what that is. Yeah. It's incredible to me how many blessings are in the Bible. You don't even have to really think about it. Go find them. Well, you know, Jesus started his ministry with blessings. Right. I mean, right in the middle, he's speaking blessings. And then as he's leaving, you know, yeah. he's speaking a blessing. And I'm thinking if he started his ministry with a blessing and he ended his ministry with a blessing, that there's something in the blessing. And it's really just speaking well. And it speaking really is. good, you know, over everything and everyone in your world. Which is just such a, I mean, what an quote unquote easy thing to do. It should be. Why don't we? I mean, and this kind of goes in with something that technically isn't part of today, but it is that prayer piece. Yeah. How hard is it to pray for someone? I mean, and that's really what you're doing. Even if you're not saying, dear Heavenly Father or God in heaven or whatever, like 
every time you speak these blessings, you are just praying for them. You are. You are. And they love to hear that. Yes. You know, my children love to hear that. It changes their world. And if I could be just a little bit vulnerable with my life, you know, there was a time the boys' dad and I had were, were divorced and I was speaking a blessing over, over my boys. And I just felt... I love how you call it uh, this Holy Spirit nudge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying from the Lord, and He said, "You know, Judy, that's great that you are speaking a blessing over your boys, but I, I want their dad to speak a blessing over them as well." And I can remember calling their dad and asking, "Hey, um, I'm speaking a blessing, and I'm their mom, but you're always going to be their dad, and I want you to speak that blessing over them." and I can remember it was before they all had cell phones. They were young, so we just had one. We had nine. And uh, their dad found out about when they would all be home from work, and we put the the phone on the table. And they their dad called, and and we put it on speakerphone, and all of them were gathered around the phone just waiting for their dad to talk to them. And I had kind of kind of prepared them and said, hey, this is this kind of what we want to do, and their dad said, hey, boys, I just want you to know that your mom and I have been talking. And I want you to know that I pray for you, but I want you to also know that I want to speak a blessing over you. And they just shook their head as if he could see through the phone. You know, <laughs> they couldn't, he couldn't see, um, but they just shook their head. And, and he just began to pray. And I, as I, I actually kind of stepped around the wall um, where they couldn't see me, so they could have this moment, even though I guess I was kind of eavesdropping on this beautiful moment. And um, he began to tell them, he said, boys, he said, I just, you know, he began to pray for him. And he said, he said, may the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you. He said, may you be blessed in the city and blessed in the country, be blessed in whatever you put your hands to do, wherever you go, whatever um, the Lord leads you to do, that you be blessed. And he just began to speak this blessing over them. And you could just see them. It was almost as if they were being saturated by this. And, of course, I'm ugly crying <laughs> on the other side. Straight up bawling. I am like I bawling. Be, yes. Yeah, and they're all just like like just leaning over no, the phone. Yeah. And, um, and I can remember thinking, you know, God, that was, that was kind of incredible what you did there. And, and how the Lord can even take, you know, a situation that might not be ideal, right? but he can still bless our children, you know, no matter what the situation right. is. So um, my kids will never be the same because of that. You know, I think, and this is a little off topic, but there's a lot of parents who are in our situation mm-hmm. where we have um, this quote unquote broken home. I hate that terminology, but... That's a, a term that we all know what that means, but it does not mean that that has to be a curse on your children. That's it. It doesn't. That's it. It's, it's, you can pour into them, pour over them. Yes. And I think if you will allow the Lord to work in your lives, that we would be surprised yeah. at what God can do in situations like ours. Right. Right. It doesn't have to be no ugly. No. Matter of fact, it, you know, when I was talking to somebody uh, about this situation, they said, Judy, there's a lot of homes that aren't quote unquote broken. Right. That don't do that. Right. That their mother and their father 
doesn't speak a blessing over their children or pray over them. And, and here you are divorced and you're both praying over your children. Right. You know, it's like you said, it's not the end all. No. And that's like the truest form of co-parenting. Isn't it? Right there. It's beautiful if we will allow yeah. the Lord to work in our lives, you know, and let him turn our hearts and let him do what only he can do. And we can sit back and watch and go, well, that was, that's cool. That was pretty incredible. God, yeah. thanks. Yeah. And he will do it if we will allow it. It's not just good um, for their father. It's not just good for me. It's good for, um, it is good for him. It's good for me, but it's also wonderful for our children. Right. Which means eventually it's going to be your children's children. That's it. And your children's spouses and all of that. I mean, I, you know, every year when school starts, I don't know how you get about this, but I, I, I don't want to say kick up the prayer, but like I seriously, do. it becomes like laser focused on praying for my kiddos going back to school because they're starting a new year. They've had this yeah. break. It's a, it's a, it's a new change. And so I spend this extra time, it seems like praying for specifics, you know? I don't know why it seems to, you know, instead of, and not that I stop praying at a certain point in time, it's just that that's my focus around this time of year, every year during my prayers. It's always, let this be a good year. Yes. Let, let them, let her shine her light. Let her, you know, use her talents, use her gifts and, and, and do something amazing with that because man, it's cool to watch them grow. Well, it's incredible. And, you know, we are really speaking blessings over their over their life, over their right. future, over the direction of their, you know, over their path. Yeah, right. Everything. I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, the Bible says in Job, he said, you shall declare and decree a thing and it shall be established unto you. You know, when we declare and decree that they're going to have a great year, that favor is upon them, that the Lord's countenance is toward them, you know, that they, that they flourish in everything that they do, you know, and they hear that it changes them. Right. And they believe it. That's their thoughts. Right. You know, that, and that is what. I mean, it, it sinks in, especially when it becomes a habit for you to do yes. it. You know, Megan, I can remember, and it's still to this day, till this day, you know, my oldest son is 25, you know, my middle is 22 and my twins are 16. Um, and they will wake me up out of a sound sleep <laughs> for me to I pray and bless them. I love it. You know, they are not okay. You know, they will, um, even just like uh, this last week we were going for their driver's test and they're like, we need to pray now. <laughs> we need to pray now. Yep. And I mean, that's their go-to. Right. That's and their that's go-to. amazing. It is, you know, and that should be, um, a part of our day. And if for some reason it's not, it's okay to start now. Right. I mean, Absolutely. it's never too late. No. You know, sometimes. It's not going to be like, well, you waited. Right. <laughs> She's 14 now. Yeah. <laughs> We can't do that. I mean, you know, sometimes it might be a little new right, for our family. So being new, it might be. That's okay. Yeah. It's ground you haven't tread on before, but so. Right. Everything's new at some point. That's what I'm saying. Do it. Yeah. Make it normal. Right. And then when they go on to their own families, it's going to be normal for them. It is. I mean, it's, it's normal for our family. Right. You know, we were traveling to go, like I said, to get their driver's license. And so not only were we praying, but they were calling our family saying, 
Play, play spirit. So we need backup. Like, <laughs> <laughs> could you just be our backup right? prayers? <laughs> and they, I mean, they, they were like all about it. It was on speakerphone, it's and they're like, cool, "We need, though. we need backup." And um, I'm telling you, our family just like went straight in, you right. know, to praying for them. And what a great thing, right? That I mean, it's just like spiritual warriors, like one on one. This came out of nowhere in my brain, but um, thinking about this, my a, a pastor that um, at a church that I, I used to attend many, many years ago, he, uh, <laughs> he would have this thing. It was like, if I come to you asking for prayer, blessing, right? And I'm sick with something and you just say, I'm just going to pray for God's will to be done. Awesome. But like, could you pray that I'm healed? Right. Like, that's really what I want. That's really what I'm asking. Please pray that I'm healed. Could not you just please release what the word yeah, of God says over yeah, my life. Not just, I mean, I appreciate praying for God's will to be done, but please pray for my healing. Right. That's really what I want. So it just makes me laugh now because I'm like, I get it. I mean, that's, it's funny, but like true, yeah, right. you know, like if I'm calling people for prayer, like I don't need a prayer emoji. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> right? I don't. I mean, I'm really hands. emojis. Like I, 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 I am, yeah. but I need more than that. Yeah, I need you to stand with me. Right. I need you to just like stand on the same word of God that I'm standing on. I need you to do more than a prayer emoji. I, like That's once this. Great. Yeah. I would love to. Judy and I are going to work on this. Maybe creating a a little like blessing of the day that we'll share out for the next week. So between this podcast episode and the next podcast episode, just some, and they, and they might come from the Bible, they might come from other books that we utilize or whatever, but we're going to show you and model that for you. So if you don't know what we mean when we say, speak the speak the blessing, we're going to show you what that means and, and give you some examples that you can start using. And um, yeah, so I guess that's our challenge for the week. Do it. Do it and try it and see if you're not already doing it. Give it a chance. What do you, what do you have to lose? I promise you're going to see changes and you're going to notice. And as long as you are open to noticing, man, yeah. God's going to work. And you're going to be like, really? I mean, well, he, our he, words are containers of power. And when we use those and they come right. into alignment with the word of God, how much more power, right? Our words are actually not without power. Right. And I mean, it's it's in here time and time and time again in the in the Bible. I mean, especially in Proverbs, just talks a lot about death and life are in the power of the tongue. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. I mean, if everything that we see was created with words. He spoke it. He spoke it. Everything he said is upheld by my word. So if I was to ever change my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be upheld. He said, but it's upheld by my word. Yeah. My word upheld. All the things that we see, everything, every promise right, is upheld by his word. Um, Which I mean, we're talking like, you know, we all sing that father Abraham had many sons. I mean, that was God's promise. It was. He came into agreement with it. Right. I think the hardest thing is coming into agreement with the, what the Lord says about us. Right. And it's not always easy. Or at least we don't think it is. I think sometimes we make it harder than it has to be, but sometimes we put up a little resistance. We do. That's <laughs> right. Okay. So if you have a blessing that you are, is kind of one of your go-tos, we'd love to hear that. So share it with us, please, on our Facebook or Instagram. But 
make sure to like follow our Facebook and Instagram so that you can see what we're putting up there this week and um, let us know how it goes. And uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys.